listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 4th of August 2022. Later, the market ends flat, but technology stocks have risen to their highest in about three months. But first, to interest rates, because each of the big four banks have confirmed today that they will pass on the Reserve Bank's 50 basis point increase in the official cash rate to their customers. But it'll happen at different times. So for home or variable home loans, ANZ, the Commonwealth Bank and NAB will lift their rates on August the 12th, Westpac on August the 18th. And each of the banks will be passing on those increases to their savings customers. But it might be a little bit difficult to find out where and by how much. For more, I spoke earlier with Effie Zahos. She's a money expert at CanStar. Effie, the big banks are finally confirming they'll pass on the RBA's 50 basis point rise from a few days ago. Surely this is no surprise, but some are also cutting fixed rates. What's the thinking there? Yeah, look, as you say, it's uh, not a surprise, still a lot of pain. It could have been worse. I mean, had those inflation numbers come in a lot higher, then the uh, RBA may have considered a 0.75% rate hike. It didn't. So this was expected. Now, interesting, as you point out, fixed rates have gone. So you've got the Commonwealth Bank now that has just reduced its four-year fixed term. You could say uh, the cynic in me, the the rate has uh, dropped because obviously a whole lot of fixed rate loans are about to expire. So they want to sweep this up. They know there's going to be a fixed rate uh, uh, cliff happening. They want to get these customers on board. So look, for consumers, if you're wanting certainty, then that's what fixed rates are all about. But the bigger picture here is... What does that mean for long-term rates? When I see fixed rates falling, does that mean that they're expecting in the long-term rates to actually do a turnaround? And you've got some economists already saying that the uh, the rates will contract in 2024. So that's what homeowners have to consider now. And I suspect CBA will not be the only bank that's looking at cutting its uh, longer-term fixed rates. On the other side of the coin, we, we, let's talk about savers, right? Some are being rewarded, but are there any signs perhaps that this part of the market may start to soon see the benefits of rising interest rates? Yeah. Look, for savers, if there was to be any silver lining with rates increasing, savers should be benefiting. And they've been waiting for such a long time to get their money to be working harder. It's a shame it took the Treasurer to come out and basically slap the banks on the wrist and say, hey, hold it, why does it take you so long to increase rates on saving accounts and uh, you do it really fast when it comes to home loans. Consumers have asked this question for years and years and years. Why does it take them so long to increase rates on saving accounts? I am seeing rates go up on saving accounts, but they're being very strategic as to where they're putting these rates. Typically, you'll find it on a term deposit over nine months, so they want you to lock in longer. Uh, When it comes to kind of your everyday online saving accounts, it's on bonus rates. So you've got a good four or five months, and then it reverts back to their base rate. So for the, the, the savers, unfortunately, it is a case of you do have to look around. And there are some good rates. I mean, look at Macquarie, 3.1%. It has a, a base rate and a promotional rate. It, it, that's a solid rate. But look, at the end of the day, I don't mean to bring bad news, but when you've got inflation sitting up that 6%, ideally probably going up to 7%, um, your money in the bank is going backwards still. 
Okay, uh, CanStar's come out with some research as well today about first home buyers. Let's talk about to what extent they're feeling stressed about scrapping together a deposit and why, because it, this comes at a time where house prices generally are starting to come off the boil. Yeah, so the uh, survey results from CanStar showed as many as 9 out of 10 are actually stressed about getting a property, saving for a deposit and getting this property. And that, I mean, that's not surprising, is it, when we think about it? Yes, property prices are falling, but we've got rising interest rates. So a lot of that may offset the loss in the price of a property as well, but then throw in the cost of living. So you've got everything else around you so expensive and the battle to get that deposit is made all the more harder. And it was interesting to see in their research that it looks like the bank of mum and dad may be closed <laughs> for quite a few people, actually. And again, that, that result wasn't surprising because you think about what's happened with our superannuation funds. The majority of balance funds did end the financial year in a negative situation. And when you've got rising interest rates, that actually makes it harder for super funds to, to get some quality, good investments. So uh, parents, I suspect, are starting to think, hold it, my nest egg needs a little bit of love here. The bank of mum and dad is shut now for, for, for children. Um, in that case, also, the results from CanStar showed that a lot more are relying on the government assistance that out that is out there. So we're talking about the home guarantee schemes, jumping in with a 5% deposit or a 2% deposit, and uh, shared equity schemes. Let's not forget the Albanese government introduced the shared equity scheme to kick off in January next year. But a lot of state and territories do have those already. Effie Zahos there from Canstar. The Australian share market was pretty flat today, the 206,974, but the technology sector really outperformed. For more, I spoke earlier with Gemma, I forgot Gemma's surname, Gemma Dale. It's Gemma Dale from Trade. At the Nasdaq's off. You know, around 30% so far this year. It's had a shocking run. We knew it was coming, right? It's been by far the best performing index over some time. And it's been because people were willing to pay, investors were willing to pay extraordinary multiples for companies with great growth potential because they didn't have to worry about interest rates, right? Interest rates were basically zero. So we have seen that coming back really aggressively as rates start to rise and inflation was biting all over the world, particularly in the US. And now we have quarterly reporting season and we're starting to get some real numbers that help investors understand whether profits are really falling or whether it's just a multiple compression and we're just not willing to pay quite as much. And at this point in time, what we're seeing is some of the companies are actually still performing really strongly. So PayPal was the big one last night. Uh, revenues were up. Their overall volumes were up 13% over the period. That was nice. Revenues up about 10. Everyone was really happy with that. The stock popped beautifully. And then we see the flow on effect in Australia in the morning. Everyone suddenly thinks maybe this is the time for Australia to turn around as well. So we saw uh, Block in particular has had a really, really strong days up as much as five percent again though it's one of those stocks that's been crushed it's absolutely been crushed zips down 90 percent from its peak it hasn't popped today and there's good reason for that and that's because it's had a really good run over the last few days and so it probably needed a little quiet time uh and sezzle also didn't do terribly well today but has had a recent run so a lot of investors are starting to feel maybe the tech sector has been hit hard enough and it's time to put a little bit of money back in see if you can uh ick something out of it Okay, let's talk about the banks. They're finally confirming that they're passing on the RBA 50 basis point interest rate rise to its customers. What's your view on the banks right now? Yeah, the banks are really interesting at the moment. Probably the most important thing is that over the last 
several years. Net interest margin, which is effectively the profit margin for the banks between what they charge and what they earn on the cash that they have, has been absolutely crushed. So historically, net interest margin should be about 4%, 3 to 4% the difference between what you lend at and what you borrow at. And it's been down well below 2% for all of the big four and then all of the miners as well. So for so many of the banks, they've had to really crush their margins and rely on volume instead. As interest rates rise, you can expand your margins. And so what we're hoping to see, and we don't have any data yet, is those margins expanding. If you're investing in banks and most Australians do we have either huge exposure through our super funds or in a personal level a lot of people really hoping to see those margins are going to start to grow but volumes are not going to fall too much because that's the risk right as interest rates rise people are not going to borrow as much and therefore even though banks can earn more on what they do have there's going to be writing far less business Let's talk about some global issues, uh, oil and energy. OPEC Plus members met overnight. Uh, they are increasing production, but, but not by a lot. How does this play into the global growth story? Yeah, this is a really tricky one. They said 100,000 barrels, which is considered to be, frankly, almost nothing, uh, 0.1% of daily demand, so really nothing, very little uh, material impact. But they've got really significant supply constraints. There's been very little investment, as you imagine, post-COVID uh, and during the COVID period. So there's real concern that they actually can't increase their uh, production much more than they have. In terms of the global growth story, oil prices have put a real uh, sharp knife into the consumer, to be frank, and also many businesses that have huge petrol costs uh, and gasoline in the US, as they call it. It's incredibly expensive. It's down below $4 a gallon now, which is quite a sort of threshold for people to think about. But even so, very high oil prices absolutely affect the consumer and businesses. And it's been a big part of the inflation story. So people were hoping more supply would help to bring the price down further than it has so far. And everything at the end of the day links back to interest rates. We heard from the Reserve Bank um, this week. Um, some are saying, hey, it may slow down the pace of rate rises going into the future. We've still got rates rising overseas. What's the market now thinking it will happen with interest rates? Yeah, this is also a super interesting one. It's all about rates. As you say, everyone is super focused on where rates are going to terminate and how quickly they're going to get there. The market has frankly been far more accurate in its predictions of where the interest rates were going to have to go than the RBA itself, which said that they would not have any hikes expected until 2024 and then had to start hiking in the uh, in the middle of an election cycle, which is terribly unusual. At the moment, the market is pricing in rates peaking early next year at about 3.2%, but then starting to come back a little bit. So they're expecting that rates will come back to about 295 That's the current expectation, and it's come back a little bit. So it was higher than that earlier. Markets are starting to feel that maybe there's a risk of a recession, that things are going to slow down, and therefore inflation is going to fall a bit or not rise quite so aggressively, and so the RBA will be able to slow its interest rate increases. But it's still a pretty pretty aggressive acceleration. Jim Medale there from NABTRADE. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.